buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 19. Today we're going to chat with Becky Yackley from Land of Snow, Cheese, and Shitty Internet, make a prank call to CMC Triggers, and talk about Vortex Spark Red Dot. Today's panel is Sean Heron and his ridiculous Hanukkah sweater. Boom. Let's get lit. And I'm Eva Flanell. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Doing pretty awesome. I've got this awesome sweater. Yeah, which, I mean, is kind of rude. I mean, it is Christmas Day. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Or, or is it the last day of Hanukkah? I don't even know what day it is No, anymore. it's Christmas Day. Yeah, no, that's what I heard. And, uh, you know, I mean, you you had all last week. Uh-huh. You had eight days to yourself for the Hanukkah, and yeah. now you're interfering with Christmas. It's like it's like people who just say, like, Merry Christmas. See, and they just and they totally disregard the whole happy Hanukkah. Well, and that's why I'm wearing the sweater is to try to bring awareness to that issue. Okay. Okay. Uh so Huntack Gear. So Huntack Gear. I wonder what he's celebrating today. It better be Christmas. I feel like he's just too his soul's just too dark to to celebrate anything. He's Be- probably Festivus, probably. Yeah. He's gonna start out with the airing of grievances and then uh, they'll put up their Festivus poll. And he's probably playing with the coal that he got probably. from Santa. And then uh, finally, the feats of strength. All right. So, Hunt Hat Gear, look at this beautiful rifle. Here it is. You see it. Unless you're listening, and then I'll just describe it to you. Okay. It's, yes. Describe it, please. It's very cool. Keep going. Okay. And it is very uh, beautiful. So, what she is uh, lovingly stroking there is the Hunt Hack V1 series handguard. Uh, angled foregrip. It's got the upper that matches the handguard with uh, all the same lightning cuts. And uh, look at those lightning cuts. Visual aesthetic. So all the way beautiful. Through. Yeah. I'll I mean, it's it. actually, there's so many lightning cuts. You could barely even see it on screen. It disappears in the green screen. That's how light it is. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's so light. It's translucent. Uh, really cool stuff. Ava's got one. I've got one. And now Lacey has one too. Lacey has one? Yeah. Why did he send Lacey one? Um, actually, she bought it. Why did Lacey buy it? Because she thinks they're awesome. That's an excellent point. Did she save money when she did it? Yeah. She used the code GUNFUNNY15 and she received 15% off. And that's Hunt at Gear, H-U-N-T-A-C-G-E-A-R.com. Check out their hunting stuff. Check out their AR parts. And they're constantly coming out with new and cool stuff. And good company, good people. Go spend your money there. Yeah, and go tell Jake we said hello. Exactly. Uh, let's get into it and uh, start talking to our guest. Things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. Becky, is there a reason why you're laughing? That intro is for you. Um, or are you I'm just laughing of, because Sean's blowing his big nose and you can't believe it's so big and he's not even the, a yeah, real kind of an, I was going to make a comment about the tissues. Oh, um. yeah. No, I'm crying. Uh, Ava, <laughs> do, do you know why? Do you know why Jewish people have such big noses? Uh, yeah, air spray. <laughs> you know how many times I've heard that joke? Uh, at least five for me in the last week. <sighs> Why couldn't my parents just buy me a nose job like I wanted when I graduated college? I don't know. <laughs> so, Becky, briefly tell us about your history in shooting. Um, 
Well, I've been shooting since 1989, 1990. I started, I started shooting because my dad, um, you know, I grew up hunting and, um, he gunsmiths for Krieger barrels. So we started by going to a high power service rifle class down in Milwaukee. And I shot service rifle all through high school and a little bit in college. And then when I was in college, I had scholarship for air rifle. So I shot small burn air rifle and air pistol in college. And then when my kids were younger, kind of just shot for fun, you know, like plinking, whatever, whenever we could. And as they got older, they got to go to Area 8 in Virginia. We lived out there, so they went to an area junior camp. And we were like, hey, we can go back to shooting with them. (laughs) So then we started in 3-Gun, USPSA. And right now we shoot pretty much everything. We shoot Bianchi Cup, 3-Gun, USPSA, IPSC, rifle and shotgun. And it's pretty fun. Wow. So you started shooting uh, when, I mean, really there weren't a a lot of females in the industry. I mean, even now there's not a ton of females, but, you know... 10, yeah, when years I, so ago, there definitely wasn't either. When I was in high school, I would go to a high power match with my dad, and there would be maybe two, three girls, you know, three women shooting. Um, and that was pretty typical. Uh, small bar, you had a lot more kids shooting, so there were, you know, there's a handful of girls. Um, and Air Rifle College, there was a lot of collegiate NCAA stuff. There was a lot of females. So, you know, it kind of varies depending on what discipline you're shooting. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So your family has a different life than many. Uh, tell us about the Yakley Five. Um, well, there are five of us, which, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I grew up in a family of seven, so I'm the second oldest of seven. My husband's from a big family. We have a lot of friends with big families. And somebody made some comment about there being so many of us. Like, we have such a huge family. And I'm like, there's three kids. That's actually kind of a small family. Right. You're like, <laughs> you know, it, it just... Easy. Yeah. It made me laugh. Um, and, and, but it made me, um, I don't know. And then, but I do see like when we're on the range, I think we do, it's a different, uh, different dynamic than most people What like, if you go to a match yourself, do you guys shoot USPSA or anything? I do. Yeah. USPSA and three gun. So if you go to a match, you do you go with yourself or by with friends? Uh, well, Sean doesn't have any friends, so he's yeah. by himself. <laughs> okay. That's, that's nice. I, I thought but, you I mean, weren't going to tell everyone that. Well, I mean, this is, you know, deconstructing the industry. We got to be honest. Oh, we're going to make me cry? That's cool. Well, it's okay because shooting, you can make friends when you're shooting. Yeah. It's a great it, place to He doesn't. Oh, okay. So what? So you roll up in a van. It's like the soccer, the equivalent of like the soccer mom, but it's like everyone rolls out. They have their guns. You know, everyone's badass. It's like you come with a huge team, whereas like Sean over here, it's like solo. You know, he's not winning yeah. anything. Nobody wants to talk to him. Is that what you're describing? Uh, no. Well, something something like that. I mean, basically that you have five people's gear, their ammo, all their clothing for the weekend, all their stuff. You know, maybe someone's iPod, maybe someone's little pad that the other brother steps on and cracks the screen too. Like all these things that happen because you're just with a pile of people and crap in the car. And so it's a different dynamic. And I think that uh, it's good and bad because when we go to a big event and we're stressed, you're, it's just like, Hey, I have layer upon layer of stress when I shoot because um, we talked about this once with Jerry Michelik that there's times where you're shooting with your family and somebody needs a mag, someone needs a piece of gear and they literally will just take it off your belt and you have to just roll with it and go like, Hey, if you're not on deck, if you're not the next shooter, give it to them and, and, and let it go. Uh, 
lost gear, missing gear, that kind of thing. So it's, it's really different from just going by yourself. Like I'll see some of the, some of the really established shooters who've been doing this for decades and they go and it's just them and they, everything's in nice little box. Mm -hmm. Somebody followed me to the range last year in Texas. Um, Kalani Laker, he followed me driving out to Extreme Bullets to the match to Starlight, uh, the range out there, uh, what is it, Copperhead Creek. And he goes, my car was all organized until I followed Becky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But, yeah, I think that that's kind, of, that's kind of the thing. Like, you have to be able to, and it's great, for, it's great for shooting because being able to kind of roll with things and just understand, like, it's chaos. It's slightly organized, mostly disorganized, but it's chaos. And then being able to pull all that together and do something with it, it's kind of cool. Well, and here's the thing is, I mean, the mental game is so important in competition shooting. But like you, like you just said, you have layer upon layer upon layer uh, to be able to kind of deal with the chaos of traveling with a pack of five. And then to, you know, get up to the I bet you don't get as flustered or as easily uh, derailed as a lot of people do, because some people, the second their mental game goes, you can just see them fall apart on the range. Uh, I imagine just, you know, kind of dealing with a lot of chaos up to and including the match that it makes it a little bit easier for you. Yeah. I mean, there's, cause there are times where we'll talk about that sort of thing. Like, well, Hey, you had a great stage or you did this or that. Well, what were you thinking about? And our son, Sean is the best for going like, I don't think about anything, <laughs> but it's kind of true. You have to, you have to just let everything go and focus on what's in front of you. Um, Dave Hartman once, and I don't know if it's in a podcast or on a thread somewhere, he asked what, like, if you had to describe what you do when you're shooting a stage, what would you say? And I said something like, you're focusing on the plan you had, what, what you're going to do what, while you're doing it, paying attention to what you still need to do and what you just did. Did that steel fall? Did the activate or activate the way you wanted it to all these things and you have to just adjust on the fly and i think that that's a great thing for kids in life to learn like shit doesn't happen the way you think it's gonna or you want it to and you just have to roll with it and make the best of it mm -hmm. so tell us about all the all the members of the family real quick uh you do have the roster of five you've got the three kids your husband uh what are all their names oh uh, so my husband mark um and he is a state trooper and when he's not doing that, he's with the Marine Corps working at the NIMJIC or ISIC. I'm bad with the acronyms. Uh, and it's, uh, he's been working um, up at the Pentagon for several, gosh, close to 10, maybe more than 10 years, but a long time. And then he d is the officer in charge of the action shooting team, the reserve action shooting team for the Marine Corps. So he gets to do that. Um, so it kind of turns it a little bit into work. Some yeah. of the matches we go to if he's shooting with the Marines. And then we have Tim, who is 19. Sean's 18. And Andrew's 13. And um, Tim is Tim is arguably, I mean, it's not an argument. He's the best shooter out of all of us. He's got some some skill. That's awesome. That was actually um, my next question. And you, you yeah. I, I thought it was going to be difficult to pry that out of you. But you're all, nope, nope, it's Tim. No, it, I mean, it is. He... Um, he, we were just like, we, this year we had a busy year. Uh, we shot about 30, well, we were at about 30 events, uh, maybe 32 or something, but he's won several three gun matches. Uh, we went to Russia for IPSC for rifle world shoot. And he was the top finisher out of the, all the shooters from the USA. He was 10th in the world. 
That's awesome. Pretty respectable for a 19 year old kid, you know? Um, yeah. So, so we, we shoot Bianchi and both of the boys do well there. Um, so, so I didn't realize that Tim was so young. So when I made a joke, (laughs) when I was texting you and you're like, I don't know, things are crazy right now. And Tim and his girlfriend, I'm like, Tim has a girlfriend. I thought I was his girlfriend. And now I'm, I'm so just, I could have gone to jail. Yeah. You probably should. You (laughs) probably should. You didn't laugh at that joke. No, no, it's not funny. I thought Tim was your brother. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's just great. <laughs> All right. So we read an article that you guys um, you guys live where uh, like very just basically the bare necessities. Um, like your house is heated with a wood burning stove or fire. Wood how, stove. I mean, how? Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, there how true is that? <laughs> It's apparently very it's true. It's on. Do you want to see how hot it is? <laughs> we can show you the temperature. Well, I'm going to trip in the cord. I can't get up. No. Um. Yeah, like we woke up and it was 66 in here and we're like, it's a little chilly. Little, little chilly. Little chilly. And then you turn the wood stove, just put more wood in and I don't know what it is now, but it's warm. Like right here, it's very warm. So that's awesome. I'm sitting on the couch. So, but warm. you guys, so you've, you've homeschooled all of your kids um, you all shared a cell phone. Only recently you got a smartphone. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, Mark had a flip phone for the longest time. See, here's more of the wood. Mark had a flip phone for the longest time. Andrew feeding it. Huh. Say hi, Andrew. Um, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> he wouldn't get a different phone. And then with the Marine Corps team stuff, he had to work on their sending group text. He's like, I can't do a group text to this phone. I'm like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Time to upgrade. Well, tell us about some of the sacrifices that you guys do have to make, like as a family and even as an individual to, to live this, this life where you guys travel around together and spend time together and shoot together. Okay. Well, you know, I was, I was looking at your show notes and I was trying to think of how do you, how do you talk about some of this in ways people can understand? And I think for me, cause I grew up um, like I said, my dad was a gunsmith and I grew up. So Kriegers are like our best family friends. We'd spend holidays, sleepovers. My mom had, you know, my youngest sister was born. We were at their house while she was at the hospital. Like we were very close. And so I see some, you know, people have this idea of the industry, the shooting industry, mm-hmm. like it's some big entity that can fund. Well, I think to, you know, get into like the competitive shooting side of things. You have people who think like the industry is this big thing and like, where can I get a piece of it? And I look at it like the industry is uncle John and aunt Sandy. It's Mark and Cindy Roth from RCI. It's these little mom and pop shops and that build something that turns into something bigger, but it all comes from those people putting in the work. And, um, I don't know. So I think I have a different take on a lot of things than some people and I'm, I'm happy about it. No, that's awesome. Uh, you wrote something in the in the show notes about five people in one bathroom. Yeah, yeah, we have one bathroom. I mean, so that's the thing. Like a lot of people, I think they consider, you know, they look at it like, oh, you get to travel and do all this. You're like, yeah, and I'm working like every minute. Mark's working three jobs. I'm working every minute. I'm awake. I was up till two, and then somebody's like, hey, I need an image for a banner for Shot Show, and it's twelve o'clock, twelve thirty night. I'm like, all right, how about this one? <laughs> And you have to work. And mm-hmm. I think that's something with uh, competitive shooters. Like, it's not that you're tagging your sponsor in a post on Facebook and you're making a video and saying, hey, look at this cool stuff. You're doing something that's tangible that they can use. And that's what they need. Like, people need shot show banners. People need work done in catalogs. That sort of stuff has to happen. And 
I don't know. I enjoy it. That's awesome. I love it. So, I mean, for you, it just doesn't feel like sacrifice. It just feels like life. And that's the way you guys choose to live it. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of, that's, I guess that's kind of my take on it. Um, yeah. Very cool. All right. So favorite thing and least favorite thing about the two A in competition community. Um, yeah, that's what I started typing in the notes was, uh, was basically, sorry, my ear and keeps hitting my ear. Uh, basically that my favorite thing I think is that everybody is very friendly mm-hmm. and everybody will share like they're, they're, <laughs> they're not going to hesitate to come up to you and be like, so you know what you did wrong in that stage there? Or, you know, why did you do this? Last night we were shooting league and I shot an open gun and I have not shot it in a match. So it was a league night and I chose to go there was a stage that was like grab the gun off the table, shoot six targets, single shot, reload off the table, shoot single shot. And I, sh- and strong hand weekend. So I just shot bottom top, bottom top, bottom top. Cause I was not confident in finding the dot. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I did that, when I bounced, I'd go up. Um, anyhow. So everyone like when I've done all these people are like, why did you shoot it that way? And they were nice about it. They were, you know, kind of funny. Like, why didn't you just go straight across when you shot strong hand? I'm like, well, I guess I should have, but I was really focused on when I got to strong hand, making sure I could find the dot. Mm-hmm. Um, and my kids do that. Tim, I'll get off the line. Like you're in a three gun match and you have all your guns staged, you know, you shoot your stage, you have all that adrenaline and then you're done and you'll have, uh, like my son will come up to me every so often and he'll say, Hey, here's here's uh do you know what you should have done there you saw that you missed yada 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 and you're just like get away (laughs) (laughs) i have a gun in my hand i have three guns in my hand um but you know everyone's helpful and and it's a really i think it's a good way especially for kids to see and take and receive feedback um and be told like it's concrete when you shoot and you miss a target everyone sees it it's it's not there you didn't get the hit uh so it's kind of it's kind of a life lesson again you know Mm -hmm. here's what you did here's where you sucked (laughs) here's where you did great and everyone's pretty good about sharing it and and most people are pretty you know pretty supportive in their feedback you know a lot of there's a lot of joking around like if you ever shot a match or watch brian ray and brian bott from samson those guys just they will be cracking jokes till it's time to shoot and then they're not even done it'll be on the clock cracking jokes and it's good I like. So that. I think That's that might how... be, yeah, might be my favorite thing is the, the there's a lot of humor. Mm-hmm. And your least favorite? My least favorite, I guess my least favorite goes back to what I started talking about about the industry and the families behind it. Like firearms are so in- integral to America, right? <laughs> we wouldn't be here without guns. Yep. And the people and companies that have made an industry out of it, they're just they're just. And, you know, small people who said, hey, I want to make this. I want to do that. And I think that my least favorite thing about the industry or <clears throat> or comp- the two-way community would be the people who see the firearms industry as something they can maybe make money off or use to live a lifestyle they want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be pretty cool to just drive around and shoot stuff and have fun and not ever have to work at anything. That'd be pretty awesome. But... I, I'm sure that the guy making your your rifle handguard <laughs> that gets up every morning and goes to work and works on the CNC machine isn't like, yeah, that's awesome. Let me go. Let me go punch the clock and support you in that. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. So tell us a little bit about uh, ammunition, like just for practice and matches to support, like just to support myself. 
and ammunition for competitions. And I don't even shoot a lot. You guys shot how many matches last year? Um, well, we were at 30 events. That's in count, counting like SHOT Show and NRA. Um, we shot a lot of matches. <laughs> we shot a lot. Yeah. So, so that's a lot of ammo. Yeah. That's a lot of ammo. It is. It is. Um, and, you know, we're fortunate to have support from sponsors. But um, to put it in perspective, even with sponsor support in 2016, we spent 15 grand on ammo. Wow. That's our own money. You know, so when when someone says like, ah, oh, you have all these sponsors, I'm like, buddy, you have no idea. Yeah, because you're not laying out fifteen thousand dollars in ammo. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So there are sacrifices. We have one bathroom. We don't take big vacations. We don't have a boat. We don't have. I mean, we have used cars. They're you know, two thousand nine is our newest car. We you know, there's there's choices you make. There's yeah. things you want to do, and things that you can do. Mm -hmm. You know, I read. So this you got to pick what. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, so I read no, this. No. I read this article uh, that talked about like reloading is like a constant thing that you guys are doing, mm -hmm. uh, as far as just uh, you know getting ammunition ready and and so on and so forth. Is that still the case these days? Oh yeah, yeah. Like last night we we're going to shoot league, and my husband got home from work at three, and he goes, "Do we have enough ammo? Or do I need to go reload some?" Like it's <laughs> it's that's literally you know how it goes, and he'll go out and crank out a bunch of pistol ammo, um, and and it's you know. Even with, so we have Winchester's our ammo sponsor. So even with their support, we, to do what we're doing, and this is the case for most shooters, is to accomplish what you're going to accomplish at, at a very high level. You can't be just saying like, ah, I'm just going to shoot this. This is all I have for ammo. If you, if you have to, if you want to accomplish something, you got to put in the time. Mm -hmm. And if that means spending your money on ammo, reloading, then you're going to, you're going to get as far as you put in the effort. Agreed. So, um, aside from shooting, do what other do you do you have like a t like a full time job, like nine to five job, or is basically shooting entirely what oh. you do? I mean, obviously, so, you seem like you're always on the go. You're always working. Um, yeah, we but, um, so like uh, you know, Mark at State Patrol, Marine Corps for the the watch, and then with the with the shooting team. But then for myself, it's. Um, I do a lot of social media stuff, so I work for a whole handful, <laughs> a whole handful of places. Um, you know, photos and doing posts and creating content for them and writing. So I write for Gun World, Guns America, Women's Outdoor News. Um, Tim and I have done a little bit of writing for different places on the, I don't know, technical side. Like, so it's just just random stuff and where there's work, do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. All right. Greatest accomplishments in shooting. Greatest accomplishments in shooting. I didn't really think about this one much. This is when I went to bed after I was typing. Um, <laughs> I mean, so I like pistol shooting. We're all very, we're very good pistol shooters. Um, it's not a stretch to say we're well above average pistol shooters. Mm -hmm. Tim has won uh, Bianchi Cup, the junior title for the last three years. Sean's been right behind him. Andrew, our youngest, there's times where he shoots pistol. You're like, wow, <laughs> the kid can shoot a pistol. Um, I set a record last year for Bianchi Cup on the mover for Ladies in Metallic. Um, and then the year before, I set a record and tied another. So pistol shooting is probably our biggest accomplishment um, in terms of, like, Tim, Tim's got a lot more than all of us in terms of the shooting accolades. Like, you know, his finish at World Shoot for, for Rifle. Um you know Bianchi Cup again and then winning like his last three gun match we just shot hard as hell and he won it by 
a good percent. I think it's like seven percent or something. Um, so yeah. Is there a whole lot of uh, competitiveness between the five of you? Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> um, it's nothing so bad where you're ever like, hmm, I better watch them. They're going to like mess with my scope or something. But <laughs> there's enough that you go. Usually you tell each other. So here's here's kind of, you know, talking about like how do you how do you operate as a family? So I will I will always say what I see in a stage. There's times where Mark and Tim, they'll get frustrated because I don't see something the way they see it, or I'll get frustrated because they don't want to listen to me. And there's a point where like, we'll all stop communicating. Like we're walking stages and then they just go ahead and I'm like, screw them. <clears throat> I'm done. Yeah. I'm done and, and usually it comes back to bite me in the butt because I'm like, well, why don't you guys tell me that? Well, you didn't want to listen to us. <laughs> so <laughs> that happens a lot. And then there's times where you see something like, why don't you tell me? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't actually even think you weren't going to do that. Uh, but you always want, if you're a part of a team, you want your team to do well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while you're competing as an individual in most, most shooting competitions, it, you're an asshole if you don't want your team to do well. If, there, if there's somebody you're shooting with and you're going to like purposefully hide something from them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. And so, and, and so it always frustrates me when you see that, um, because I think you see it more than you would think. And and I get it. Like, hey, it's a competition. I'm not saying you have to tell your competition, like, well, I know that this stage was going to be shot this way. But if you're on a team, probably want to help your team. So, yeah, I will tell them when I see something and try to take their advice even when I'm irritated with them. Right. <laughs> How much crap talking is there amongst the boys uh, at different matches where one will place higher than the others? Oh, they don't do that. I mean, it's more like last night, I wish I could show you a video last night, Sean. We, so we shot a USPSA league night and he brought his Sean. What was the Russian gun? A PPS 43. Okay. I can't, I'm not sure if I'm hearing it right, but it's this little Russian like machine gun pistol. Yep. Bring it here, Sean. I know it's in here somewhere. Um, and anyhow, he uh, so he shoots it, and we're all laughing because we're like, we're not even sure it's PCC legal. We're like, just bring it, ask <laughs> Steve and Dan if he can shoot it, go for it. So the case is here somewhere. So he brings it, he shoots it. They're like, yeah, it's cool, but he's got a sling in it, and there was, there was a table start. So he's got this gun laying on the table, and he had to start from one box and move to another box. So he starts on the left, and he grabs his pistol off the table, and the sling catches the table tip sideways. The mag falls off, and it was like a mandatory mag off the table reload kind of thing so here it is you can see it isn't that cool yeah that is cool (laughs) so that's what he shot for for uspsa league and we're all laughing because he drops this you know the sling catches and takes the table off sideways and his mag falls down and then when he does the reload he picks up the mag and he puts it back on the table and then takes it off because the mag had to come off the table so you know more that thinking on the clock thing yeah but usually our our biggest trash talking is like, how is Sean going to screw this up? And <laughs> sometimes we feel bad about that, but when we're proven right by slings on submachine guns, we <laughs> just can laugh. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, uh, what, what's next for you guys? Uh, next shot show. And are you prepared for that? Uh, no, 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 no. So I'm trying to get a catalog done. Um, working in Adobe Illustrator, so I've got six pages left that need some attention. So no, uh, 
yeah, SHOT Show and just kind of planning the year out and getting ready. Um, Tim and I are hoping to go to France for Shotgun World Shoot. We're planning on that. Have our hotel room. <laughs> One Let's step Let's all the travel for that. Yeah. I can only imagine. That's amazing. So tell us about uh, what, what does the SHOT Show look like for the family? Um, getting there early, working media day, working booths, <laughs> and and helping out. Uh, it's just it's another thing, you know, going back to the competition shooting side of things. There's, how do you say it? Uh, just there's a lot of people who want to go to SHOT Show because they think it's a ton of fun, and it is. But there's people working like that's there. You know, a lot of a lot of people do their sales for the year there. So if you can go and be helpful, if you're a sponsored shooter, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Excellent stuff. Really appreciate all the all the honesty. It's been uh, uh, obviously we go and research our guests and read articles and talk about stuff. So it's uh, you guys have a cool life. And, you know, to be able to do it together, I think, is really important. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. So um Becky, I know you're super busy and you can't join us for the rest of the show, but uh, for those who are listening, where can they find you? So we are on Facebook. Um, there's our page. You know, yeah, I think it's just Yakley 5 on Facebook. And I have a page, Tim is page, just, uh, and then Instagram, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Okay, awesome. Love it. Thanks well, so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you guys for having me. It was good talking with you. Nice talking to you. Likewise. <laughs> And we'll see you at SHOT Show. All right. See you at SHOT Show. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. All right. So uh, we made a prank call, and uh, this is probably one of the prank calls that I regret. But you probably regret it more than I do. I really do. Because they continue to call you. Yep. And I mean, are you still getting phone calls from them? I don't think so, but I I blocked the number. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, should we play it? I think so. Let's do it. It's embarrassing, but aren't they all? It's time for prank, 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 prank. I love it when that happens. Yeah, I'm glad you love it. It's time for prank calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. problem i uh this is the first trigger that i bought and it's the cmc trigger uh and i watched a youtube video i think it was like nothing fancy or something and i did my first upgrade and there's just a problem because now every time i i pull the trigger it just continues to fire and the problem is is that ammo is very expensive and it just i can't afford to keep shooting like this Okay. Um, what kind of trigger is it? Uh, it's one of the, uh, I don't know, I paid like $200 for it. I got it on the website. It's like a, just the regular one, the standard one. Uh-huh. A single stage? Yes. That's it. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, do you know about how long ago you got it? Uh, it was like two months ago. Months ago? And you bought it directly from us? Yes. Correct. Okay. Um, so are you saying the trigger is going... It's double firing on you? 
Oh, I just pressed down on it and it just continues to fire. It's like a quadruple fire. Uh oh, that's weird. Um, okay. Um, do you want to see if I can get your replacement out and see if that doesn't resolve the issue? Sure. Um, can I just ask? Uh, so my husband, he's a little mad because uh, he bought this from for me for my birthday, and uh, and he bought me the ammo. But because it's just been firing so much, you know, and it's I've gone through all of my ammunition. Um, do you guys think that maybe you could reimburse me for the ammunition as well? Um, give me just a second, okay? What's your name? Uh, my name is uh, Gertrude. Okay, and then what's your last name? Uh, Gertrude uh, Berenstein. How do you spell that? Uh, it's B-E-R-E-N-S-T-I-E-N. S-P-I-N? Uh, S-T, T is in Tamara, I-E-N. I-E-N. All right, give me just a second, okay? Thank you. Ma'am, do you think that the trigger would have been um, sold in somebody else's name? I can't find um, any of your info in the system. Hello, this is Malcolm. Uh, Gertrude's my husband. She had to step away for just a moment. Um, uh, the I, I bought it for her birthday, but I bought it from some other website. Uh, oh, okay. I, I'm not. I don't recall. I, I I would have to look through my records. I, I print everything out and I keep it in a file cabinet. Um, yeah, but I just don't understand. Like she wanted to install it herself, and then every time she pulls the trigger, it just uh, flies out of control, and she's shooting all the ammunition. And yeah, I died. Is that how it's supposed to work? I mean, for two hundred dollars, that that seems like it's costing me way more than that. No, uh, no, if they're not, uh, you know, they're not full auto triggers. You shouldn't be having any of that issue. Um, what I can do for you is I can get a replacement shipped out um, with a prepaid return label for the trigger you've got, and then when it gets here, I'll have tech support look at it and determine um, what exactly the issue is. Um, and then we can go from there. But I really can't promise you anything until I get that other trigger in my hands to see uh, what exactly is wrong with it, if that's okay with you. Like I said, I want to send a replacement. I, yeah, I totally understand. I really appreciate that. Let me ask you another question. There was some old man at the range, and I, definitely I, I'm old, but, you know, I'm I'm, old, I'm only old in body, not at heart. This guy was old in at heart <laughs> and body. And he kept telling me that he was going to call the, the uh, God, what is it called? Um, something about alcohol. Um, I, I don't remember. He said what we were doing was illegal and that we should be ashamed of ourselves and that we should get off the range. Is that, do you know anything about that? What? No. Yeah. Cause no, I, I don't. And I don't know why he would say that. Well, I mean, honestly, I will definitely say that when she pulled the trigger, it, like if it just, uh, all the bullets came out and it ran up and hit the, hit the ceiling a little bit. But I, that's not her fault that it just suddenly yeah. shot all the bullets, uh, right? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, what's your first name? Malcolm. Malcolm. All right. Give me just a second. Let me see if I can get a hold of somebody, okay? Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. So then they proceeded to call me back. <laughs> like 50 times because yeah. they were probably thinking, great, we have an old man on the loose with old, a full old, auto twigger. Wait a second. Old in body only, not in mind. I'm young as shit. I'm young AF, if you know what I'm saying. And they're like, oh my God, there's an old AF man running around with a full auto trigger. Yeah, so once again, amazing customer service. And they tried to call me back. They left me a voicemail where she said, Malcolm and Gertrude in quotes. (laughs) How do you know it was in quotes if it was a voicemail? Because she said, quote, Malcolm and Gertrude. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh man, they're calling our bluff. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but they do have good customer service, though. They do. They were they were awesome about it, Kinda. as usual. Every company we've called, I think, has great customer service, <laughs> except yeah. for Soco 3G. Yeah, those guys were jerks. <laughs> yeah, he just straight hung up on me. That was so rude. Uh, yeah, love it. Uh, anyway, th- sorry, CMC, we love you. Yeah, sorry. And uh, we, uh, we do it for entertainment purposes. We have nothing against you. We like no. your triggers. Excellent, excellent job on their customer service. Because again, three stars, five stars, <laughs> whatever the what, five out of five, three out of three, ten out of ten. They, All right, they just, ruled. Let's just talk about gear. Okay. Tactic talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. What do you have to talk about today, Ava? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. So, for Hanukkah, somebody awesome got me this Vortex Spark Red Dot. Yeah. And I have it on the gun that uh, I have my... um, Huntac V1 series stuff on. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say, you know, for obviously it's not the cheapest red dot out there, but it's also not expensive. Like if you're looking for something that's you know kind of in the middle, uh, you only want to spend a few hundred dollars on um, this red dot's not bad. I'm I'm a, I'm pretty much you know I'm a fan of it. I have one. I like it a lot. What do you like about it? I like that it's got a really small footprint. Uh, when you look through it, it basically disappears. It doesn't have a huge bulky frame around it. So uh, I shoot my rifle with uh, with both eyes open. And, you know, I just li- I like being able to kind of look through it, see it disappear, have the red dot. Uh, it's got a 12-hour shutoff on the red dot. Uh, let's see. It's waterproof, fogproof, <coughs> shockproof. So definitely durable. Uh, what else could we say about it? Uh, you know, the adjustments are well done. The battery is easy. One uh, AAA battery, I believe. Yep, AAA battery. So that's cool because I hate when you get stuff and it takes like some awkward like battery that you have to go to like some battery store for. Yeah, I know. Because that just makes it kind of a pain. Because I think they closed like every Radio Shack in town. So now I just have to get my crazy batteries off of Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I do like this. Um, and a two MOA dot. So I do have some cheaper red dots that have like a six MOA dot. So basically just obscures like everything in the universe. So, uh, you know, a two MOA dot, you're going to be able to actually hit some stuff. And even at, at distance, um, obviously non-magnified or anything like that. But I really like the, the Vortex Spark. And it only weighs 7.5 ounces. Yeah, just a little, a hair under half a pound. Mm-hmm. Um, comes with the mounting bracket, the Picatinny mounting bracket. It comes with the riser. Uh, that you can raise it up just a little bit if you need to. Uh, all the screws, Allen keys, battery comes in it. Um, so yeah, I really like this. I, I really like them, and I knew you wanted another red dot for that rifle. Uh, so I'm really glad that you were able to get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I looked at prices online, and on average they're about two hundred dollars. But there's some places that are having some awesome sales where you can get them about, hmm, I don't know, like one thirty or something. Yeah. So definitely do your research on that. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for something that isn't too expensive, because I know some of these optics, man, are just ridiculously priced. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I don't know enough about optics to be like, yeah, it's worth the cost. It's worth four thousand dollars. 
and I guess it depends on what you're doing with it. But um, and they are you you get what you pay for with an optic usually, um, yeah. See, except guess, for in this case where you get way more than you pay for. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, my new baby it has new shoes and it just looks so pretty. It's got new glasses and it's just. It's just so. N- none of the kids so are going to make cute. fun of it at school anymore. It's just beautiful. Perfect. It's beautiful. <laughs> You know what that that's, means. That's my Christmas jam right there. Is it? Should I play it again? Yeah! Barukata Adonai Elohenu. Now that's what's up. That, that is what's <laughs> up right there. <laughs> All right, so we got some iTunes reviews. Um, Why don't I, you read the first one? I, no, I'll read the first one. Oh, you want me to read the second one? I do. Because, all right, whatever. Just go. Just five, read. Five stars by LBX Nick. Rolling in brass. <coughs> Excuse me. This show is out freaking standing. Yes, even Sean, he gets a lot of hate. But if they hating, you're doing something right. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then five stars by CK or C Knight 98. Something different. I didn't care for it in the beginning, but this show has grown on me. I guess Ava grew tired of Jerombe hitting on her, so she had to have her own show. Just more proof that Jerombe can't Jerombe can't close. True. Anyways, at the end of the day, the yeah. only thing that would make the show better is less Ava, more Sean. What the? F- That's right. C night ninety eight. Yes. Sean makes the show worth listening to. I hope this review doesn't result in a high point getting sent to me in the mail. Yeah, we're going to send him a high point. No, no. Oh, I, I'm going to. No. Yeah. This guy knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Now that's what's up. All right, whatever, C Knight 98. That's right. Thank you, C Knight But you know what? At the end of the day. Ultimately. It's pretty nice that they said they didn't care for it initially, but they still gave it a shot and they still continue to listen because I think that, you know, with any start, with you know the start of anything it's going to be a little awkward we had to get our feet wet yeah um you know the first couple shows maybe weren't the best and here and there we have a few shows that just don't go you know as planned but like becky yackley said you know you kind of just have to roll with it gotta roll with it and eventually you know magic happens yeah and look where we are now right episode 19 are you kidding me right now yeah you're wearing a yarmulke i'm wearing a, a yarmulke sweater i'm wearing a hanukkah sweater <laughs> sorry i thought you ate the yarmulke okay I'm, never mind i am not wearing a yarmulke right now okay i don't do it in public just would you stop all right well anyways guys thank you so much for the reviews um c night thanks for uh you know sticking with us and listening and, and to anyone uh, else who uh gave it a chance and no longer listens uh give it another chance just yeah you realize it's kind of like when you hook up with a guy for the first time you know the first time it may not be amazing you know you're like you're you're starting to you know you're getting to know each other and learning the likes and the dislikes yeah and so it may not be amazing but But then after that it might after about 10 times it it might actually be decent yeah you never know (laughs) never know i have no idea um so i guess let's wrap the show up Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So first off, you can find us at gunfunny.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes. And for Patreons, you can even find us on Snapchat, which basically is just a lot of stuff about tickles, I think. I was just going to say that. So if you sign up for to receive Snapchats, 
your Snapchats, you're getting uh, a bunch of Snapchats about tickles. Yeah, snap tickles, yeah. if you will. Or tack tickles. Snap tactile tickles. <laughs> Easy for me to say. So, um, if you guys become a Patreon, if you enjoy what we're what we're doing, even a little bit, even if you know if you've if you've this is the first time you're listening to the show or you've stuck with us for all 19 episodes, um, we would really appreciate it if you uh, became a Patreon. You supported the show. <laughs> Literally, you can donate a dollar. You can donate, you know, twenty five dollars where we say your name, uh, which reminds me. Corbin Bonafide. Wait, now you're saying it right? What the? F- Thank you, Corbin Bonafide. No, that's Carbine Bonafide. We appreciate it. Yeah. So um, we give stuff away. We have a Facebook Patreon only page, which actually just a few days ago, we we posted a picture of what Gertrude and Malcolm look like. <laughs> and we used a really funny filter and it's pretty hilarious. And Gertrude has tissues stuck up her nose because uh, we both just got over the flu. Yeah. <laughs> That really sucked. So, um, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. We enjoy it. Uh, you can go to uh, patreon.com forward slash gunfunny to sign up. And like I said, guys, we appreciate it. And keep those iTunes reviews coming. They absolutely help people find the show. So love it. Hate it. Five stars on iTunes. Let's get out of here. Let's go to the bar. Whoa, oh, wow. wait, it's Christmas. We can't. No, we can they're not open on Christmas. Who gives a crap? I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a Hanukkah sweater. I've got a crowbar. Let's do this. All right, let's go. All right, we're going to go to the bar, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah and Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu. Don't forget to Kwanzaa. Uh, Merry Kwanzaa. Wait, what do you say about Kwanzaa? I don't know. I don't know. Happy Kwanzaa. Just a... Oh, I'm not even going to make that joke. Never mind. All right, uh, moving on. Happy Festivus. That's what's up. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> we out. Merry Christmas. We're out. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.